0: And capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. There's no show prep, nothing. Got nothing to say. It just happens to be Tuesday, and if you've been paying attention, I've been doing the podcast regularly more on Tuesdays, I want to do two per week. I just haven't been able to catch up, guys. Just haven't been able to catch up. Got my to-do list. Look at all this crap. All this crap. Everybody thinks, ah, oh, you just wake up and you drink coffee and you say things, and money falls out of the sky. God shits and farts money on you, Claire. No, there's all this piddly little crap. Like today, I you gotta okay, well, I'm gonna give you some wisdom. The old Captain's gonna lay down some wisdom. You do everything opposite season. Okay? Uh for example. Wood. I know. Only DT is the only one that really cares about it. The man observes some faraway laughing. And even old Atham, he gets a chuckle. But let's talk about wood. You don't go buy wood for $5 a freaking bundle over at the local gas station. where holy raping hell. Oh, wow. $5 a bundle. I don't... (laughs) You you ever, like, worry about, oh, what am I going to do for... There's always Uber and apparently selling firewood. Cause that little bundle, like literally cents of wood. There's wood laying around. I don't know if you guys noticed. There's trees around. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they fall over. Sometimes you could cut down a perfectly good tree, and you just go pick up some sticks or split them, and you put a little bit of saran wrap around them. You could take quite literally cents, not even not even a nickel. Well, maybe a nickel worth with but not a quarter worth. Certainly not a quarter worth of raw materials. You wrap it up in some plastic wrap and you could sell for five bucks over at the local gas station. So, if you want to avoid that, although I guess with a lot of people they're going camping. Say, Tina! Soccer wife Tina! Yes! Yes, I know, schnookums! Yes, I know! I can't, I don't want to dirty my hands either! These hands have to work at Cargill, don't you know? Yes, schnookums, I know we should have a fire. Let us go and hang out with the commoners. Let's gather up our children, Madison, Theodore, and Tab, and we'll we'll go and act like plebes, normal, regular plebes. We'll call it Plebe Night. We'll go and we'll we'll rent a cabin, but we'll put a tent just to say we went camping. I know it's fabulous, darling. And then, like the regular schmucks, the working blue collar schmoes. We'll have a campfire. Yeah. Oh, look, how convenient. 14 for two bundles of sticks. Sweetheart, I know, no, don't worry. Daddy will get you a new Range Rover. Just dirty that up. All right, schnookums, nothing's too good for you. I will pick them up with my hands, and then I will wash them before touching your perfectly manicured face again to kiss it on the cheek. I love you, schmoopsy Pooh. So those assholes, they go pay you can make a million dollars as they go and they they sell for so. Anyway, so there is some demand during summer. But uh for the most part, especially now that a, a storm came through. Oh, there's wood all over the place. Wood all over, more than there used to be. And so I fired up the old chainsaw and I went on the hunt. And playing the the jaws theme song. Na 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 na. Nah, nah. Turning the corner. Na 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 na. Nah, nah. There's a house under construction. They knocked the out na 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 na. Nah. Hey, did you use that wood? Nah, no, you want it? Some, yeah. Okay, and that's it. And then, and there's a good piece of wood, and that that's gonna last probably two months out of the three months for winter. Hold it back, and I got to cut it. I cut it. But now's the time to get wood. Probably same thing with like say snowmobiles. Today's a great day to get a snowmobile. Lots of people getting rid of snow. Horrible time to get a motorcycle. Horrible time, unless you really do some hunting. And that's why I was, I'm like, okay, you know what? I better get the wood situation settled. We got to get this organized. And there's different places to go find wood. You know, you go to places that got pallets. Nobody's thinking about firewood. Everyone thinks about firewood when that first snow hits or it's November. And then, they, oh, then you go to your regular pallet places. They're all, they're all uh, picked over. No good dry pallets. Now's the time to do it. Now's the time. So I took the truck out and went. And that's it. That was the peak. That was the excitement. That's what the old captain is. So uh, all this little piddly stuff, the behind-the-scenes operations, has prevented me from doing two a week. <laughs> Look at this. Look at all this. Look at all this stuff I got to do. I remember when we just had podcast, not even podcast. It was just a blog. It was so nice. It was just a blog. Yeah, hey, I'm going to write something intelligent now. You can see when people were linking to you. There was no none of these all these different social media platforms. You didn't have to twitter it out. Didn't have to gab it out. You didn't have to facebook it out now that's all it is now. what else i gotta do here i, mean, I gotta do the audio for poor richard's retirement i got that so i gotta i gotta put up uh, some audio samples oh strip tease for democrat women porn or democrat women porn i got a funny one <laughs> i got a good one <laughs> although i gotta i gotta find a place to film that i found a guy i want to start this cartoon a lot of these are ideas. A lot of these, it, it, it looks like a to-do list and I got to teach myself. I got to remind myself. A lot of these things on this list right here are ideas that aren't to get done today or tomorrow. Um, they are ideas that I have that inevitably make money down the road. And I got a really good idea and I'd like to tell you guys. Better the idea than, than how to capitalize on women that marry their degrees uh, how Stock Splits and Stupid People Overvalue Stock Markets. Gotta run some ads. Superannuation Sexism. That's a, uh Gotta write an article about cryptocurrency. Oh, it's just a lot of crap. dude. with the cars. Found a new way to make a copper foundry. Like, I found a, there's a new, more efficient way to make a backyard foundry so you can melt scrap metal and that all right right, and how you guys doing it's the clary podcast and uh yeah i'm sorry it's summer there's nothing really to report everything's going the way it should i i god there's just nothing normally i'd be traveling around but this year i decided not to i'm all burnt out i don't want to go ride the motorcycle no more Uh, you guys can come visit come on out to Colorado, come on out here, come on, hey, 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 no, 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 the The summer of 2017 is you assholes come visit me, I'm, I'm done, come on over, we'll go rent a pontoon boat on the WBL, we'll go smoke cigar, I'm not leaving, it's nice, it's nice, I can understand how old people, by choice if you have it, by necessity, if you get too old you don't have the energy, but I'm starting to appreciate like, no, I'm not going out. No, I'm not going to the city. No, I'm not going there. No, I'm not going here. I'm staying here. Had a cigar in my backyard yesterday, fired up. Oh, bacon, blue cheese brats. Bacon and blue cheese infused. I know it's not good for my my cholesterol. I know that. I know that. But the hell if I'm not living without a vice? No way. So we had that. And just, oh, it's nice. No, I'm not going anywhere. No, I'm going to do my work. I'm going to stay in my town, get my coffee. i might even go get another coffee later on this afternoon and ride a little bit. Do my workout. Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. Going to start drinking again. Got to wait for a year. I know everybody's, oh, man, you went a whole year. Almost, almost went a year. It's either paying off the house or going a full year. and And one of them is going to come sooner than the other. I don't know which. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry There's you need vice. there's 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 more to vice than I think the average per. everything's bad. Oh my God, everything's bad. Cholesterol's bad, sugar's bad, butter is bad. alcohol's bad. cigarettes, it's all bad. sex is bad Every, everything in moderation. Well, it, no, if you want to live for a long time, you got to get rid of all this stuff and then there is no damn good reason to live anymore. None. If it was the olden days, and yeah, old Captain had to go and slave away, then mark my words: this is a problem. The automated economy is going to bring upon a, it's going to bring it upon people that have their act and their shit together. Mark my words: this is coming to you. This is like the Buzz Aldrin syndrome, where I, where you reach this pinnacle achievement in life, and there's no, you have no equal, or maybe you have an equal, but they're not around, and they're not in adequate enough numbers. Mark my words you will turn to vice. And I almost I'm almost not there yet because I know there's physical and mental health issues with with abusing a vice. But damn if avoiding it doesn't cause cause worse uh, psychological problems. Holy cow. Anyway, we're getting to the point where with technology and as long as you keep your nose clean. As long as you don't fuck up you're going to have a surplus of excess time, as long as you don't have kids you can't afford. As long as you go major in the right thing, and I know this sounds very simple, and for us it is because. But keep in mind, we're in like the top five percent of society. For the rest of the normies out there, I mean, just look at look at your average guy, your average gal. Don't become morbidly obese. Don't live at home. Don't take on student debt. Don't spend more than you make. Stay sexy for the opposite sex. But no one can. But what? Ten percent, maybe, maybe ten percent. I'd say more like five, five percent of the U- uh, the population can do that. So things that are very commonsensical to us is is rare for ninety five percent of the normies out there. And so you take what would be just simple, basic, common sense. You can't even call it wisdom. You just call it nineteen fifties old school American common sense, logic, thinking, reason, evidence. And you follow that, but you combine it with technologies of today in 2017. Predominantly stuff that you can do everything online. You don't have to waste your time going and buying stuff. Going to a school to get educated. Commuting. All of a sudden, a ton of free time starts to free up. And if you just play your cards halfway right... You, you, you just basically are a minute. You don't screw up. That's it. You just don't screw up. I guarantee you, you will have extra feet time. I'd be curious if Ed Lattimore, because you look at people that are incredible, or for example, another Stefan Molyneux, everybody, yourself included in me, and we all know like, how the hell does he do that? How does he put out so much material, so well done, and it should be a stay-at-home dad at the same time? How? Because... He didn't screw up. He managed his time and life very efficiently. And the other thing is, he doesn't have a vice. Now, his quote, vice is his daughter and, and his, his work, his career, his profession. Uh, but could you imagine if he just, you know, had the nine-to-five job and didn't have a kid? Well, he'd be writing books. Previous to when he was, he was a father, he was writing books. I think, what, one a year uh, and even doing more? on Free Domain Radio. Ed Lattimore, another example. Now, he doesn't have kids, and look at what he's done. Done a whole sort of things. And there's people out there that it's like, okay, I either choose vice or achievement. Some could kind of do both. I did that for a while. I mean, Lord Almighty knows I would drink and write books at the same time. But if, you're, if you can, all of a sudden you got an addictive personality or you just don't want to do the drugs, or what are you like? Oh, no, I'm going to swear off. I swear. Oh, my God, this time open up. Oh, you got jack-fuck-all to do. (laughs) And what's, especially, you know, you juxtapose this, you combine it with many of you who either came from poverty, came from some kind of disadvantaged background, and you got a hustle, and you got a maneuver, and you used to work, 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 and all of a sudden, your, your previous toils and sweats and labor starts to pay dividends, starts to bear fruit, and again, if you do it right, mark my words again, guys, listen to me, especially if you come from poorer backgrounds or disadvantaged backgrounds, where it's not just you were poor, but you had to deprogram yourself of all the lies and the propaganda and the, and the brainwashing you were fed, reprogram yourself from the ground up, and, and you're used to nothing more than, than this clawing bit by bit, inch by inch climb out of the first two layers of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. But once you do it right and you start making wise investments—I don't mean financially, but like with your time—invest in STEM. Da, da 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 da. Boy, don't be surprised if all of a sudden it's an exponential, exponential uh, success curve. And then boom! I literally, like within a year. Yeah, th- I'd say for me it was more like two years where I had finally knocked down my house mortgage by working out in Wyoming that they'd refinance it at a reasonable rate, or a bank would. And then that really helped out. And then um, all this other stuff kind of happened, you know, with the books. and. The, but then the minimalism, living in those basements, all of a sudden, boom, now I'm sitting here like, I have no problems. And having no problems is a problem itself. It's a good problem to have. The best problem, I'm not complaining, I'm just pointing it out, the best problem in the world to have is having no problems. But just to warn you, when you guys get here, and you will, and you are used to clawing and hustling and moving and shaking to the point that, again, I guarantee you Ed Lattimore, Glendon Cameron, myself, Stephen Mullen, not to throw myself into the rank of these people, Roosh, you look at anybody out there that has some prominent notoriety and success, these guys are accustomed to working 80 hours a week, if not more. And then all of a sudden... This this engine of self-salvoration and entrepreneurship or minimalism. Once these cogs in the machine come online, and the machine that you've built of your life starts to go online and is fully operational, it witnessed the full firepower of this star. Then it's like, oh, like in a year or two years, some people a little bit shorter, some people a little bit. All of a sudden, boom! It's like, what do I do now? You've, got to, you've worked out your body, but more so your mind, to be accustomed to doing 80 hours a week. And then you build this amazing efficiency life-supportation machine that allows you to get by in 10. And then you're like, ah, what do we do? I'm going to go fetch wood in June. Why? Because that's the only thing left. I even, This is how far advanced it got. I got my water main, and I'm looking at it taking a crap the water mains right by the toilet i'm looking because there's nothing else to look there's some tiles you can look on the floor there's the wall across from the toilet but then i'm, I'm the only thing really to look at is the water main and i know it's because of the condensation in the bathroom or the basement rather ba- toilets in the basement still not rich just just saying <clears throat> i'm looking i'm like there's a little rust getting around that water main then i know it's where the shutoff valve i'm like the shutoff valve is after where the rust comes that's not good because there's no way to shut off the water main if that rusts out. So I go and I bring in a plumber. I'm like, oh, look at that. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, it's not going to go anytime soon, but you should probably replace that within the next 10 years. I'm like, replace it now. Do it now. I'm re- Just replace it now. You're here. All right. I got a new water main, guys, and it's copper, so it doesn't rust out. And that's excitement. That's achievement. That is, hey, how did your day go? I I wonder if this is why people join country clubs. You know, like these country clubs where you got to... Now, I don't think country clubs... I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Somebody could tell me. If you're in a country club, let me know. But I'm picturing about a lot of rich, bored kids or rich entrepreneurs that are just like, oh, crap, Um, Like I got nothing else to do. I don't want to go to the office. Uh I don't I don't want to like go to the mall. I wanna go hang out with other hustlers and shakers. So I'm I'm only 50-50 on, on how confident I am of this. But did country clubs form because people were bored? I know the the standard policy statement is they form so you could get networking connections and the Big Daddy's Boy Network and it's just a bunch of guys lining up sucking each other's cock. Okay, fine, I grant Maybe there's some of that in some of these. But I'm wondering, like, it's got to be because you're bored. Or the Masons, maybe that's more like the Poor Man's Country Club, like a Kiwanis or Lions Club. Because I've looked into these things. I'll I'll go do something. So I'm looking at them and they're all about, I'm not joking, the... The Kiwanis, the Lions, and what's the other one? The Rotary Club. They're all about charity and touchy-feely, and that's what tuned me off to them. I'm like, no, no. I even know it it meant charity back when it meant charity in the olden days, but the leftism and the socialism, the touchy-feely and the nonprofit has made me so distasteful of nonprofits and and charity. I I don't really want to have anything to do with it. Masons, that's a little bit more. Ooh, ah, oh, ooh, you know, yeah. I don't want to walk in and there's a head of a goat. You guys are like drinking from. I, I really don't. I don't know what's going on there. I know a lot of you are Masons. I know it's not bad. I got a good friend who's a Mason. He's like, hey, you should think about it. I'm like, eh. And the times I've gone to Mason meet, you, they invite you. They're friendly people. Don't get me wrong. Very friendly, very nice. But I go in there and I'm like. This is a mismanaged financial shit show. I I won't go into details, but two of the Mason houses or whatever. I went to a Shriners once and I made the same thing. I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, your foundation is cracking. Your sheetrock has got holes in it. And you guys are all fucking at the Temple of Baal exchanging knickknacks. What the fuck is going on here? My buddy, Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jim. Hey, Jim. Ah, Bob! How you doing, Bob? Good, jimmy jim jim jim. I'm my good buddy, Aaron. Aaron, let me jimmy jim jim jim. Oh, hey! How you doing? I'm the vice assistant grand Visor Poobah Farty McFartfart, class of 27. And this month, but next month, again, they all have ranks and weird shit going on. It seemed to me like it's, uh, like North Korean generals. You know how they, like... You get a medal for taking a shit and wiping with your left hand. And all those Koreans, all they all got medals. Everybody's got medals. Like their individual Rambo's. Their entire career, day after day, had been Rambo's with kill ratios of one hundred to one. And they all get these medals. Kind of the same thing with the with the Shriners and the Maces. I saw they have all these awards and things and stuff. And I'm like, okay. Hell, a lot of chiefs, not a lot of Indians. I noticed your your wall needs some work. And uh, this carpet could use some replacement. And otherwise, your facility looks like it's decaying shit. So is this like a jerk-off session or what? What the hell do you guys do? Because it sure the fuck isn't maintaining the grounds. I know the Shriners help out children. I know that. Anyway. So that maybe is your commoner board what's his name uh the guy who committed suicide artist not artist that doesn't narrow it down author key west drank a lot something about the sea never mind it's escaping me anyway it's where your normal guy goes if he wants to join a group to find agency and purpose after it's like well my kids are out of the house the Royal Order of the Water Buffalo. This is where Barney and Fred would go. they go and hang out with the, with the Royal Order of the Water Buffalo. And then they, they'd find something to do. That was the commoner. But then what? Mr. Slate, you know, Mr. Slate, the owner, he wouldn't go to the Royal Order of the Water Buffalo. He went to the country club. Why? Because he had money. But it was for the same purpose. Mr. Slate got bored. The only problem with the theory that country clubs are for societies successful and ones that kept their nose clean is that it's not meritocratic the only hurdle they see there's this money hurdle associated with a country club that i don't get where it's like well wait some of them they require 50 grand 100 grand a year and then you got to spend like there's this quota that i don't know because i know a guy who runs the grounds i think it's the golf course. For this country club, I've never seen. It's so elite, I've never seen it. I didn't even know it exists. He's like, yeah, it's tucked away back here. Not a lot of people know. Invite only, blah, blah, blah. And he was explaining, it's some a like quarter million, I don't know. Some fucking place out in Moiseta. And then you have to spend another 50 grand a year on food and amenities and rentals. And I'm trying to think, what is the economic reason behind that? What is the possible point and reason behind that? Forget, okay, let's say it's $300,000 to belong to this club and use all their facilities. You can buy your own damn boat and you can buy a, 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 a snowmobile. You can golf anywhere for a fraction of that for the rest of your life. So there has to be... Some kind of incentive, either psychological, financial, I could something. There's got to be some compelling reason that, that that country clubs form organically, economically throughout country, throughout time. I mean, hundreds of years. There's the fox and the hound chases. There's golf clubs in the United States. So, whereas I, I suspect a lot of it has to do with man I'm bored I got so much money and so much time I got to go find something to do with it all right let's form a club but the hurdle is you know we don't want no slouches in here so we're going to set the cost the barrier to entry very high and but the problem I have with that okay that's not meritocratic I can't get into these clubs I don't have that money all right I'm I'm left with the kiwanis and the and the um and the the shriners or whatever. But then also by the same token if money is the only hurdle you let let the purest scum of the scum in. You let in the Mark Daytons, the Cargills, the Kennedys, the Clintons, the 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 Bushes, the spoiled, rotten brats. I'll gladly hang out with a welfare bum before I go hang out with Nancy Pelosi. And so I don't think it necessarily satisfies the intellectual stimulation you know like like what was it bushwood in uh caddyshack like everyone would love like you get the chevy chases he'd be fun to hang out with but who the hell wants to hang out with uh uh, uh judge smalls or smales or whatever his name was everyone wants to hang out with rodney dangerfield he made the money you don't want to hang out with the with the the snooty mix snoot snoots i gotta find out why country clubs what did, why did they form what there's gotta be a reason I think I'm only half on to something with this, like, oh, bored people keep their noses clean. See, minimalists can't get into country clubs. They just can't. You're not going to, you can't afford it. But I wonder if that's not why they didn't form. Because I'll tell you this, I am, now, I'd be bored out of my mind at a country club. Mine is purely an academic and intellectual interest. I have been invited to country clubs. There was one in Wyoming, oh, jeez. (laughs) <laughs> and, and it's just like okay this is a bar just like any other bar your whiskey is no different than the other place's whiskey it's no different than the crappy bar a mile down the street what's what's the gig what's the what's the thing and there's like it's quiet and it's boring and people are having brunch what the hell is this i can get this anywhere why you? What's so special about this video? It is really, I bet you it's magic dirt. There. There's got to be somewhere in there, help me out, we'll figure out the algorithm, we'll unlock the formula for the country club. It's got to be part magic dirt, part boredom, agency purpose in life, and then part networking business. connect. It, it's somewhere in there, guys. It's a, But I don't care, what, who would want to go? Who the hell would want to go to a country club? I, I don't see, I mean, you could go golf anyway, take the golf out of it. It's a bar. It's, a, it's just a bar. The people would probably even be more boring. I don't care to, I remember, okay, now I remember this. Uh, the Lafayette Club. I knew a guy, I had a friend before his wife stole him away from everybody. And she had to get married at the Lafayette Club, which, if you don't know, uh, is a huge red flag. Like, if your schnookums, your schmoopsy-poo, wants to go get married, she just has to get married at the second most expensive country club in Minnesota. Because the first most expensive, I found out, is this hidden tucked away one my buddy works at. I'm like, well, shoot. Uh, Still, the Lafayette Club, look it up. Atham, you can look it up. Uh, is no cheap deal. She had to get married. So then you go onto the grounds. You're like, yeah, it's nice. Hey, look, there's an old-looking church. That's where the people get married. Wow, a bar with another human being, just like all the other bars I've been to. What the fuck is the selling point of this? I can see the lake just like I can back at home for free. I'll go pour myself my own damn whiskey, walk to the beach, and just start slamming it. <sighs> anyway, so that's going to that's gonna come your way. Just to let you guys know, you know it, 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 it's going to happen, you too. I, I, I'd fear, there's you don't know where how far you're going or what's down this rabbit hole. Because we haven't. We haven't traveled down this. Now, men have traveled down this path before. Millions of men and women. Just simple common sense and logic and wisdom. Don't get anybody pregnant before you're married. Don't get pregnant yourself before you're married, ladies. Get a good job or career. Spend less than you make. And in the olden days, sans modern day technology, that would have gotten you, you know, you would have supported a family. You would have been okay. But now... Especially with the minimalism and the MGTOW, the legitimate MGTOW, and not having kids, and the technology to work from home and computer programming, you go into a right field, you're going to be living like kings. You're going to be lit. And one thing I do remember while working security, protecting one of the 1,500 Saudi princes, and when you think prince, don't think Lawrence of Arabia type prince. Of, I'm sorry, Prince of Persia. We're not talking about, and I know. The Saudis aren't Persian. I got it. It's not some young, good-looking dude who's swinging his dick and driving Maseratis. The princes are, like, old as fuck. They're in their 80s. This one, I think, died. Uh, Because no no amount of white man Western civilization medicine could save his Middle Eastern ass. No matter how much money he had. But, boy, you want to talk about a miserable lot. Now, they were spoiled rotten the entire time. So you'll never get to the point where you don't appreciate having the luxury in the free time. But but boy, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I know this couple out in Colorado, man, they got it right. A loving couple. So they have each other, but then they go and they hike, they bike. Got good kids too. See now they're probably listening. Oh Daughter's a little off. <laughs> She's a little—they pat her on the head. Oh, she's lucky. I—I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> no, she's a sweet. She's a what? Class act. Class Family's all nice. But uh, but they honestly—they should write a book because it's the model. Like they're never—they're never unhappy. They're never bored. Of course, they moved to a great part of the country, and they're always out there hustling and shit. Maybe that's what I gotta do. I just gotta like get out. I just got to get out of here. I need a bigger playground. When I move to Vegas and vacation in South Dakota, then that'll happen. Just patience. Patience, old Cappy. Patience. I know a lot of you are saying, why don't you just go hop on your motorcycle? You get tired, guys. You get burnt out. This summer is the summer of sit on my ass and not go anywhere and recuperate. But I don't know. Maybe there's like a lot of old people around. Maybe I get old. Yeah, that's what I should do, put on, like, a white beard and kind of act old. Oh, yeah. The Ford administration, those sure were good times. Ho, ho. Gas station, lines at the gas station, price rationing. That Nixon fellow, boy, he lied to us, didn't he? I sure like Robert Redford. I could maybe fit in, you know. Clandestinely sneak my way into an assisted living. I sure like bingo. My goodness. Let's talk more about Ashbury Heights. and Let's talk about Hippies and the Doors. Oh, that music. Yeah, I was at Woodstock. There was lots of mud and hairy women. Yeah, it was a good time. I could fit right in. could fit totally right in. All right, let's do our sponsors. All right, let's get this done. I could go running. Uh, Praxy, have you downloaded the Praxy app for your real phone, or your PlaySchool Legoland iPhone. Uh, Do it in either case. Go to the iTunes store where you can download PlaySchool apps uh, or go to the Manly store. I don't know. What is that? The Google store, the Play store, whatever. Get Praxy, P-R-A-X-E-Y, in case you need to have some kind of emergency asshole consulting services. You can contact me there directly. It's just basically FaceTime. That's all it is. But You pay. $2 a minute for my expertise. You might also want to use the Praxi app in case you happen to be a tradesman or a skilled person or woman or whatever that people might have to get in contact with. You're a plumber, mechanic, something where people would say, hey, I got a question. And, oh, look, here's a convenient camera that I could show you my problem. So either download it for your own use or download it so you can contact different people. That's Praxi, P-R-A-X-E-Y. You can find that on whatever downloady device that the phones use. It's not meant for a computer. It is meant for a phone. The Real Mark Baxter. Go to realmarkbaxter.com. He interviewed me uh, oh about a month ago, not even three weeks ago, was on his show. So if you're sick of tired listening to the Clary Podcast, you can tune in to Mark Baxter. Also, you can listen to Entrepreneurs in Cars on YouTube. Our good Canadian friend, Rich, he's out over, I think it's Toronto. Is that where he's at? He's up there somewhere. Uh, so, you can tune into him on YouTube. If you do all your Amazon shopping online, but you haven't gone through the Captain's Amazon affiliate program, why do you hate the Captain? So, go to the Captain's Amazon affiliate program by first going to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com, click on the Amazon banner, you'll see it right there. And then, when you do all your shopping, that takes you right to Amazon. Nothing complicated. Uh, but then, when anything you buy, during that shopping session the captain gets a 6 to 7% commission. So, go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com first. Click on the Amazon banner and then do all your online shopping there. Uh, I get 6 to 7% and that's the way you can help out the captain. If you have absolutely no desire to buy any of his sponsor's stuff. Then we have my books. We have Poor Richard's Retirement. That is the latest book out that is for everybody who does not have enough saved up for retirement. If you don't have enough saved up for retirement, that book is for you. It goes through the numbers. It goes through the real reality, um, the how-tos and implementation and everything. But more importantly, it goes through the philosophy of how you get your spending down to nothing so that everybody could successfully retire. It is a book on philosophy that happens to have an element of how-toism for retirement planning so you can get that in paperback kindle and audiobook that's poor richard's retirement go ahead get it to the short read it's an essay maybe only 130 pages uh in a small book cool font though cool font it looks like poor richard's almanac i did with benjamin franklin there it's pretty cool uh we also have my other books reconnaissance man that's for a lot of you kids you're wondering what to do this summer or you are taking a break off from college, you're taking a gap year, why don't you read the book Reconnaissance Man? That should be, what was the cool book in the 60s and the 70s that all the baby boomer college they all read it? Was it the Little Red Cookbook? Was it some communist piece of filth And you go, oh wow man, like these guys over here in Asia man, they like totally figured it out, like free stuff, who knew? Zoink Scoob. You look back at Scooby-Doo and you realize, yeah, there's too much pot. There's too much pot in the mix there when well, they were making Scooby-Doo. Uh, anyway, Reconstant Man, that's available, paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. The Black Man's got Out of Poverty. If you happen to be a black man, you're in poverty, and here's the key thing. You want to get the hell out of it, get The Black Man's got Out of Poverty. Written by a white man, and if you don't like it, you can shove it up your ass. Go contract gonorrhea or whatever the hell is in people's asses. Uh, but if you really want to get out of poverty, uh, <laughs> to be blunt, I wouldn't listen to a black man. <laughs> I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't listen to a black woman either. I'd listen to somebody, white or not, black or not, somebody who was once poor and through hard work, not luck. Because luck you can't work at. There's nothing, oh, I got lucky. Oh, how do I work at luck? The hell if I know. But worked his or her way out of it. I'll even grant there's some women that could get out of it. And he'd say, hey, maybe I should listen to that guy and what he's got to say. Women get out of poverty with, give me money, government. Yay! And you men, my friends, black or not, Sally do not have a vagina. So there is not going to be daddy government coming to rescue you. You have to be a man and get out of it like the rest of us. So get the black man's guy out of poverty. Or start cross-dressing and claiming you're a woman, and then eh, it's a little bit easier to get the monies. Batch of Pat Economics, that's for all the guys out there, all of you. Whether you are 14 or 74, get that book. It carries you through your entire financial life for every major, medium, and minor financial decision from puberty to death, okay? Puberty to death. If you don't have a dad, this is your dad, your father almighty now. Get that book uh that that is absolutely a must for every young man out there oh and by the way for all of you who have read the books i was looking i i kind of keep tracking tabs on my analytics and my numbers and my statistics and sales are doing real well i want to thank everybody for buying and spreading the good word and everything like that but then i look at the number of reviews i'm like well how do i have so few reviews it's like they've lost any kind of coupling or, or link together if you've read any of my books and you uh, would like to write a review, please do. It actually does help. You're taking time out of your day. I understand that. Very appreciative if you write a review. But yeah, man, go write reviews over on Amazon.com. Yeah, I know you'll log in, write some thoughts. I mean, even if it's just a short little one sentence, yeah, it wasn't a complete waste of time. Or I didn't feel like burning it after I read it. Bob in Pasadena, California. Um, you give a little bit of a star rating. That really does help. Uh, sell it because of algorithms and how this new internet technology works uh what else we got worthless again june is worthless degree awareness month uh i've been hammering away at that for a while we have made many a great videos although it's almost too easy with the stupidity coming out of academia and colleges today it's it's just a just a fucking shit show I'm kind of curious what the 2017-2018 college year will look like, given Antifa and delusional psycho social justice warriors and other genuinely worthless people of the liberal arts. I wonder what's going to happen next. i would be curious. Anyway, get worthless. That's the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Makes a great graduation gift, even though everyone's pretty much graduated. Get that book for a kid who's about to go to college next year and not too sure of. Get it for yourself if you're about to go to college and you're not too sure of. Get it for a friend. Oh, that reminds me. I might as well tell this now. It's too late. Unfortunately, I came up with this idea after school got out. It was like a week before school got out. I'm thinking about doing some kind of commission or bounty program like if you go and you buy worthless and you do a book report on it i'm thinking like i'll pay you 10 bucks like a kid if you if you have like one of your buddies film you delivering your book report in school like you know yeah this is it and you take a picture with your teacher and you got got worthless some way to prove it because everyone says like oh yeah here's my book report and they just write some bullshit and then i'm forking over 10 bucks i'm thinking of a way like Maybe even a competition like $10,000. Whoever writes the best book report on worthless gets $10,000. That's a bit pricey. I don't know how many kids would do it. It's already enough of a pain to get kids to read books that are going to help them because the teachers have done just a great job of teaching children how to hate reading because you make it an actual pain, you make it a chore. I was thinking, there's got to be a way. Like, yeah, I'll I'll pay a kid. You know, think about it. Some eighth grade kid. Yeah, I'll give you twenty bucks. You you do a book report and tell all your other student friends. Like, cause think it's just it's a win win win. It helps me out. It helps you out. You don't know what to do a book report on. I'll give you a ten dollar incentive. You go buy the book, and then I'll pay you you know ten bucks on top of it, so you make your money back. That's more than what your teachers are offering you. And then you just do a book report on it. and then all of a sudden that like sells it to 30 kids who are stuck in the same mental prison that you are called school. And then the kids start to wake up. Then all of a sudden they're wearing loincloths and spears and they're and they're running around the fire and chanting. And then, then the teacher's strapped up to a pole and they're gonna cook them. And a little bit of cannibalism there. And I'd like to say I'm sorry for the teachers, but most of you teachers deserve a death worse than that. Could you just care about the children? Because you're teachers, we're teachers. We care about the children. Fucking vampires. Fucking vampires. I wonder. It's, it's like, is 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 that? Am I the only one that sees that? Do you kids not know? Did you not? I don't know how kids can't see. Like, I know you kids are bored and you're falling asleep to your teachers, but how do you not know that they're evil? How do you not see that? I know one teacher, and she really is good. She does her job, and she's repo Thank you, Miss Exceptions. Thank you. As for the remaining 99.8 of you, burn on a fucking stick, not get nailed to a plank of wood. I want you to burn on a fucking stick. Ooh, starting to sound like cynical libertarian here. I'm so hateful. All right. Anyways, that's worthless. You can find that on paperback, Kindle, and audio. Enjoy the decline. That's now available for leftists because you guys think it's the end of the world with Trump being in office. Of course, the Joy the Decline is based on reality and actually cites legitimate and real reasons the United States is in decline. You guys just hate Trump, who is the most liberal Republican president we've had, I think, ever. For those of you who voted against him who happen to be of the gay persuasion, uh, he is the... I think the first and only, yeah, he's the only Republican pro-gay marriage candidate and a president we've had. But hey, you know what? You believe the media. <laughs> you believed it. 80 to 20, you voted for Hillary for reasons I'm not too sure of. So, you got that there. JamesDeprisco.com. Spelled D E P R I S C O. JamesDeprisco.com. James Deprisco is author of The Economics of Catholic Subsidiarity. He's launched a new blog and podcast discussing, uh, discussing free markets called Subsidiarity from a Catholic perspective. This should be of interest to Catholics and other Christians who support free markets. You can find that on JamesDeprisco.com. I've also linked to it. I think it's uh, Catholic Subsidiarity. Dot That's where the blog is, but you can go to his site and you find it. His book is available on Amazon. And if you're like, well, what the hell is that? That's basically his book is how to fight leftist politics, though politics in general, but leftist politics and feminism, environmentalism and these false gods from infiltrating the church. I know most of you Catholics and Christians don't really even go to church for the religion anyway. You go there for ulterior motives so deep down inside. You're all fakes, like 95% of most people who are religious. You go there for ulterior reasons, so you don't really care. Matter of fact, you go there because you want to get laid or there's business contacts. You know, it's it's just it's just the bizarre. It's the market. Jesus hasn't been around with the whips to whip your asses out of there. You know, your guy, oh, yeah, yeah this guy, he's a nah, guy. He did something. He was born to the Virgin Martha? Mildred? Something with an M. Ah, I'm forgiven. Fate is a. Hey, how you doing? I like those tits. Yeah, so that's modern. I don't... How could that possibly be taken over? My, my communist and leftists? How could that possibly be taken over? Frank Survey's book, Uncle Nick, The Bro Next Door, Burning the Midnight. Uh, those are the Uncle Nick series... Uh, and Uncle Nick is the Red Pill fictional character who lives in California, and tells it like it is, and it runs. It runs into the typical hijinks that he has zero fucks to give about. Society hates his guts. It's, it's like a funny comedic American Beauty. Uh, he also has his book. Uh, what is it? Corporate Land. Corporate Land: Surviving Cubicle Warfare. I have not read any of them, but he is contacting our good friend Jim Fear at JimFear138.blogspot.com who does the audio book. Then the old captain will listen to it. Run Guts, Pull Cones by Adam Piggott, Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. You can go to Adam's site, Pushing Rubber Downhill. I think he is in the throes of moving. Uh, He hasn't come out with a podcast in a while. I kind of tune in. Him and Sin Libsosch and the Beckloff, among others, are people I regularly tune into. And he hasn't posted one in a bit. So I'm thinking him and Wifey Poo are moving to Europe. Um... And I won't lie, Adam, if you're listening, I won't lie, I want put a smile on my face to hear how much it was paining you to move. <laughs> it's like, oh, moving sucks. Oh, i got to move all this crap. I'm picking up a book and I start reading. Oh, I'm delayed by it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to say it again because not because I'm proud, but because it pisses off everybody. I could fit all my shit into the back of a truck. I just, it takes me an hour and a half to pack. That's it. Hour and a half, I move all my worldly possessions. I'm done. That poor guy, he had to move across the world. Literally across the world. I mean, technically the U.S. is on the opposite side of Australia. But man, Europe was no short little flight or jaunt. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of do feel bad for you. But, but you did make my day feel better because of the absence of your pain in my life. It was like, hey, I get to look at some other sucker get. hey, oh wow, he's in pain. Boy, I sure am glad I'm not him. It's not as painful or wincing as like watching a, the third baseman take a line drive to the nuts. It's not that bad. But you sure as hell happy it's not you. That's kind of that's kind of where. Anyway, pushing visit Adam Pickett's site. He's got two books out. One by the same name, Pushing Rubber Downhill, and Run Guts, pole Cones. We have Marty's books, D.B. Cooper, and then Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. You can find those on Amazon.com. Just look up Marty Andrade. That's the quickest way to find them. Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse, a strong recommendation for me. I was laughing my ass off while reading it. The per- pericles Conspiracy by Michael Kingswood. Michael Kingswood, is he's that guy that writes like a book every two days. Uh, and what gives, Michael? It's been two days and I haven't gotten your new 400-page book. I swear he shits it out. I mean, it's not fecal material that he writes, but here we got the Pyrocles Conspiracy. Uh, basically, it's a story about this uh, 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 spaceship, and they come in contact with some aliens, but the alien ship, they're doing a, a distress signal, and uh, their, their ship is like completely screwed up. They find out through conversation that the aliens cannot live on the earth, uh, but they do have some eggs that can be stayed in hibernation. So they give their eggs to the humans. The adult aliens go back to the ship and they blow it up because they can't survive anyway and the ship was crippled anyway. So the job now is of the captain, who's a lady, um, based off a real person, by the way, in the Navy. Because remember, we hate women all the time here uh we don't hate women we we just hate women that don't do shit of which is ample supply then we write books about truly heroic women like hell yeah she's got to be the hero of this show anyway uh so they go back to earth they're retrofitting the pericles which is the ship and all of a sudden you find out that badass government's it's experimenting on the eggs and the captain she's like hey wait a minute i promised these space creatures i would deliver the kids back to their home planet And thus the book, the 400-page book. Uh, But then Michael Kingswood also has the uh, Glimmervale Chronicles. You can look that up. That is a six-part book series. And for books I haven't read, they're awesome. They're awesome. My my God, you have to read these books. I, I give it my highest endorsement I can for books I haven't read. These are the most amazing books I have never read. And he's also using Jim Fear at 138 because they're like, I see. I'm gonna browbeat you guys into getting them into audio format. I'm gonna drag you guys kicking and screaming by your teeth or your nads to get you guys to be goddamn capitalist authors and entrepreneurs. are You're gonna be kicking and screaming in the profitability. I can't give him. This guy does have hustle, but there's some other people. Boy, Glendon Cameron's got to be shaking his head half the time. Like, I, th- I you know, money's right there. Do you want to pick it up or not? All right. Uh, then we have Kerry Lutz's Viral Podcasting. You can visit Kerry Lutz at financialsurvivalnetwork.com. And then uh, if you want to become a podcaster, Kerry Lutz, he's, he's the man. He's the guy. Uh, he wrote the book on it, literally, called Viral Podcasting. You can find it available on Paperback and Kindle. And Rolo Tomasi's Tap Whiskey. If you are looking to buy some whiskey, you like some bourbons and ryes. And... Please don't tell me the difference. Don't say, like, well, you see, technically bourbon is not a rye, and rye is not a whiskey. All ryes can be bourbons, but not all bourbons can be whiskeys. I don't care. If you like the brown juice, sometimes it looks like apple juice. Sometimes you can fake it. Some I've seen some scotches that are light enough to look like apple juice. Go to tapwhiskey.com, spelled without the E, just whiskey with a Y. And, um, and yeah, and then you can help out Roll to Tomasi. It is time for the news. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? Ooh. There's not going to be much to say about this, just to enjoy the decline. From the San Francisco Chronicle, Oakland recruiting ex-cons to oversee cops. <clears throat> former cops need not apply, but former inmates... I'm surprised it came from the San Francisco Chronicle. Is this kind of like your whole crap moment you guys on the left are having in, in the publishing world, and the newspaper world. Like the leftist media is starting to realize, oh wait, things went too far this way. Kind of like academians are starting to realize they've created monsters. Are you guys finally realizing it now too? Former cops need not apply, but former inmates are being encouraged by the city of Oakland to apply for slots on the city's new police commission. A notice recently posted on the city's website for would-be commissioners says... Must be an Oakland resident, must be at least 18 years old, formerly incarcerated individuals encouraged to apply. Barry Donovan, head of the Oakland Police Officers Association, said recruiting ex-cons to help select the chief and discipline officers from misconduct was extremely distasteful. And what really bugs the cops is that the voter-approved measure creating the commission bars current and former Oakland cops from serving, as well as police employee unions. Look, this this is to the cops out there in Oakland. What is the correct response to this? What is, what is the right answer to this? I know you guys are upset, you have every right to be upset. I'm not I'm not <clears throat> I'm not saying this is probably the dumbest it is the dumbest thing I've heard in 2017. But what is the correct response to this? You quit your job and you go be a cop somewhere else. Because you have to understand, you're, you're, this was voter approved. This was citizen approved. And it tells you that the citizens like the criminals more than they do the cops. This is a constituency, a citizenship, that is not worth you serving, let alone risking your life for, let alone your career. Uh Philando Castile, they just had his... uh well, he's, he's passed away, the, the hearing for the officer that shot him, and he got away on, on, all, on all counts. Uh, I cannot claim to know anything about that particular uh, trial jury hearing, case, court case. Uh, I do have more faith in the judicial process than I do false news. And what are being said on the internet? I would I before I make any job... But I'm uh, the point being is here's a guy that became a cop, and he was looking at manslaughter charges. And St. Paul does not. I mean, okay, they may be lefty, uh, but they don't have criminals sitting on the police commission. They don't have a citizenry that voted in to have criminals be be in charge of the cops. And what does that say? It says that your society or that that Oakland. Is a society of criminals. They're a society of thugs, gangsters, uh, uh, petty criminals. They're, they're, they're just. Why would you work there? Why? I had a client on asshole consulting. He he was working. He applied for. I think it was Toronto, and they wouldn't hire him because he was a white male. I forget. This has nothing to do. This is worse than that. This has nothing to do with race. This has to do with. These people hate your guts and want you to be your, their their bitch. They want you to be their slave. I mean, and, and slave what? Protect and the serve. You are not like go fetch them a cup of coffee. What they're going to do is they're going to exact their toll of revenge on you because you're the pigs. This this is like a. I bet you there are leftists masturbating to this right now because it's the perfect coup d'état. They got you pigs in their minds under your thumb, or under their thumb, under their under your their control there's no way i look i don't care if you have a mortgage i don't care if you got a family go work security go drive uber go do something else but do not work for the oakland police have it's not even self-respect that certainly plays a role in it too but this is just self-survival this is this is like they're gonna oh you don't get armor and you but and we're gonna take away guns and and, and, and then heaven help you if you actually do end up going into a court case where there's a shooting or something like that because he didn't do nothing. Oh, it's all, always the cops. And then the, and by this, quote, jury of peers, <laughs> hell no. Let, him, let the thugs, let the mafia run them. Let it go to pot. I think Oakland already is. Yeah, Oakland. Isn't that like kind of the bad part of San Francisco? I'm not even going to look. I don't care about the geography. My point is, is that the solution here is very clear. Anyone who's a law abider, anyone who's in law enforcement, should just walk away from Oakland. That is that is an untenable, unacceptable situation. It's also a humongous slap in the face, and this is like finding out your wife is not only cheating on you but plotting your murder with your arch rival in town i mean i can't i can't explain how much worse this is and maybe you cops can even explain it better but i'm just trying to make you guys realize y'all should walk you got a union right walk say fuck you fuck you you babysit yourselves you go have the thugs and whoever's got the biggest guns and the biggest group of people governing you guys Go get MX sixteen. Go get go get L Chap- well, Actually, L Chap would probably be a pretty good job of, of keeping the peace because <laughs> he'd kill people. That would there wouldn't be criminals. They just wouldn't be. What happened? They're just no longer. There will be peace. Oh, uh, and what really bugs the cops is that the voter-approved measure creating the commission bars current and former Oakland cops from serving, as well as police union employees. Selection panel member Tal Clement, who works as a deputy public defender in San Francisco, said the ballot measure measures backers thought it was important to consider ex-cons. He said encouraging former convicts to apply to oversee the police was in keeping with the spirit of Measure LL, the initiative that created the oversight commission. Part of the measure itself said that they were looking for people who had experienced police contact, and obviously, if you are formerly incarcerated. You have experienced police conduct and potential misconduct as well, Clement said. Yeah, but you put them on a, on a not a board, you put them in a study group or you, you survey them and you, you have them come in and provide testimony. You don't, you don't put them in charge of the cops. See, but the intention of this LL measure by the left, it had nothing to do with, hey, you know, we got some problems with police brutality, um... Uh, we we, we, we want to make sure that, you know, we should, could certainly gain some insights from those on the receiving end of uh, policing. Uh, let's find out what's going on. Let's see if there's something that we actually are screwing on. That's that's absolutely, you should check yourself. You don't put, the, the talk about putting the inmates in charge of the asylum. Ooh. <laughs> but see, that's what the left wanted. They do not want any authority. They do not want to be able to commit – they don't want anything – there's there's no such thing as a crime. They want no authority whatsoever. They just want pure anarchy but free shit. I, and I always wonder how the anarcho-communists, how that's going to work out. Like, well, where are you going to get your money if there's no government? We just don't want no rules, man. Yeah, but there's going to have to be a government that's going to create everything for the communist part of your anarcho-communism to work. I just I, – they don't think – I'm asking a stupid question of stupid people, so I, I don't expect an answer. The nine commission members and the two alternatives will be selected by the mayor and the eight-member civilian selection panel. At least one of the picks must be a retired judge or lawyer with trial experience of criminal law or police mis- misconduct. Okay, I, I, that's all right. Who is the mayor of Oakland? Let's look her up. mayor of Oakland. Is it the Oakland Raiders? Is that L.A.? Mayor of Oakland. Uh, she's the mayor of Oakland, California. Libby Schaff. Oh, she looks like she got by on looks. Oh, that's the list of mayors. Who's Libby Schaff? Libby Schaaf, 51. Is this a white girl with privilege? Attorney at the largest firm in Oakland at the time, Smith & Reed. Creating a new volunteer program. She's a Democrat. Uh, Rollins College. Loyola Law School. Yeah, she's not a cop. I'm just trying to find out if she had any real world personal life. Born in Oakland. did in high school. BA in political science. There you go. That's all you need to know. Uh and her children. Got family. Yeah, this gal. Well, you guys get what you deserve. What is the bad part of town? Well, let me look up Oakland, California. Oh, I don't wanna lose the article. Hang on. Now it's bothering me. It's the Oakland Raiders. Oakland, California. Or did the did the LA Raiders move to Oakland, move to say, okay, there it is, San Francisco. Right right it's the shitty part of town i remember there's all the cranes and everything there all right so there's no oakland okay so it was that the la raiders moved up to oakland oakland raiders hang on i know guys i know oakland raiders all right but then they i think the oakland raiders are moving off to la or uh, las vegas all right. All right. Then enough with the sports ball. Um, Council da da da. So the invitation for Karma Khan probably was news to him, we'll, but we'll probably wind up with one. All right. way to go? All right. So the cops have their lesson. Uh, for civilians, for normal people like you and me, uh, this is another reason you just don't live in liberal towns. You just don't. It's. The amount of government money that has been flooding the economy, and how we just bail everybody out—it, those times are about to end. Like the benefit of that, like there's this little twilight area uh, uh, zone where you can have socialist policies and behaviors before society starts to catch on, evolve, grow up in, and evolve into, and ultimately take advantage of these socialist policies. So that kind of like, hey, everything's fine. And look at these socialist policies that have worked for like 20, maybe even 30 years. It's okay. We're fine. It's going to catch up. This is about the time where, eh, there might be shortages of food in some 7-Elevens. Eh, there's some no-go zones. And all of a sudden, hey, it's like Caracas, Venezuela. Is Caracas part of Venezuela? Let's look that up too. Caracas. Uh Caracas da, 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 largest city in Venezuela. Yep, okay. Still haven't haven't forgot it. Uh another bit of news Uh from Newsday.com. Farmers activists march to Ben and Cherry's Vermont factory to prot- protest slow negotiations. <laughs> Montpelier, Montpelier Vermont. Scores of dairy farm workers and activists march Sunday. To a Ben and Jerry's factory to push for better pay and living conditions on farms that provide milk for the ice cream maker that prides takes pride in its social activism. Oh, you fools! They they will bite the hand that feeds them. I finally figured out why the left eats its own. I finally figured it out. I figured out why you have uh, the uh, racists in Mizzou uh, kicking out their professors and their deans, uh, the black racists that that hate white people down in Mizzou. Uh, I'm not even being half-joking. Don't go to Mizzou if you're white. Period. If you're self-hating white, go there. By all means, go there. But if you have the slightest bit of self-respect and you're not a bigot, let alone against yourself, don't go to Mizzou. Same thing with, what was the one, Evergreen State College, the professors are getting the crap kicked out of them. Middlebury professors getting the crap kicked out of them by the exact same leftist dipshits they created. And now, even though this is the private sector, you, you wanted to dance with the devil. Oh, you know, for, for Ben and Jerry's, like I said, hey, the socialism thing works a little bit. Society will let you go. Okay, they're hippies that make ice cream. All right, you see, this frog is a socialist frog. And the socialist frog, so, the so, socialist scorpion, you won't sting the socialist frog because it's a socialist frog, okay, socialist scorpion? And the Ben and Jerry's socialist frog has been swimming quite across a long river, never bothered. Oh, look! Look! The socialist scorpion stung the socialist frog. The workers are going to this... Weren't they all bragging about how they pay a fair wage and money goes to charity and all this other bullshit? And now now you're getting bit. Protesters said Ben and Jerry's agreed two years ago to participate in the so-called Milk with Dignity program. As a businessman myself, albeit not a real one, if I ever had one of my employees come up and say, we want you to participate in the Milk with Dignity program, i say, get the fuck out of here, you're fired. Because if that doesn't tell you bullshit if your bullshit detector doesn't go off and realize that this is a scam milk with dignity like if you don't have we're not talking Southside chicago street smarts we're talking aurora street smarts like you you know to look both ways before crossing the street that's the level of street smarts we're talking about if you can't figure out that the milk with dignity program is bullshit man did you live a pampered little lifestyle but the company and worker representatives have yet to reach an agreement. We can't wait anymore. We are going to pressure them and see what happens, says Victor Diaz, a Mexican immigrant now working on a farm in Virginies. You can't wait anymore, really? Well, go back to Mexico. Not really. If you can't wait anymore, go back to Mexico. The economy is growing down in Mexico quite well, actually. The march that began Saturday morning in Montpelier ended mid-afternoon at the plant in Waterbury about 14 miles away. Organizer Will Lambeck Organizer Will Lambeck said the marchers presented a letter to the company CEO Jostin Solheim, who said the company was committed to joining the program. Ben and Jerry Spokesman, Sean Greenwood said before Saturday's march from the State House to the Waterbury factory that the company was eager to reach an agreement and negotiations were underway. We are a values-led business. We frame ourselves as an aspiring social justice company, said Greenwood. We try to do good with everything we can do with our business. Dairy has definitely been one of those issues we have, a ton of, have done a ton of work on for decades. Ben and Jerry's touted social activism as much as its quirky ice cream flavors such as Cherry Garcia, <laughs> Chunky Monkey, and fish food, spelled like the band fish with the P-H, huh? Wow, those guys are sure fun. Speaking of people I would not like to go have a beer with, if I ever had to do the Clary test on them, I would not like to have beer with either Ben or Jerry. This is cute shit that people with an IQ of 105 think is real clever. Many of its raw materials like sugar, cocoa, vanilla, bananas, and coffee come from producers across the world that subscribe to the Fair Trade Program, which promotes higher prices and better working conditions for farmers. About 85% of the milk Ben & Jerry's use... See, I still don't know what the problem is, what this Milk with Dignity program is. Why these 20 programmers have their tits in a sling over this. About 85% of the milk Ben & Jerry uses in its ice cream made in North America comes from about 80 Vermont dairy farms. Its Caring Dairy Program promotes sustainable farming by offering farmers cash incentives for keeping up with the best management practices. Oh my goodness! We're just so much more than an ice cream company! The Milk with Dignity Program was developed in 2014 by farm workers and the Vermont group Migrant Justice to ensure that farms provide them fair wages and working conditions and decent housing. I got a question. Isn't it your job to go find the housing? Here's your wage. Go find housing. I know, I know. I'm talking to lazy socialist fucks who can only go work at a goddamn ice cream store at the age of 50. In 2015, Ben and Jerry agreed to join the program. Since then, the two sides have been negotiating over the details. We've been negotiating in good faith, said Lambeck. It's an unacceptable delay. Greenwood said Ben and Jerry's didn't get the first details from the workers until a year ago, and the two sides have been working since then to reach an agreement. It has to work for the farmers, the farm owners. And it has to work for the businesses involved, and that's a complex piece. No, it's very simple. You guys are asking too much, and the farmers are going to look and say, i got to pay you people how much? Forget it. I don't want to supply Ben and Jerry's with milk no more. You go down to the next, and then you guys are going to price yourself out of the market. How do you make sure that it will be operational so it's a win-win across the board? And that's what we've been working on for well over a year now. i It's going to, mark my words, <clears throat> these social justice warriory types, the, the true believers, there's the fake ones who lie and, and fake it, and, you know, like Target. They tell you soccer moms they're for diversity so you girls can go and get off on yourselves about how open-minded you are because you shop at Target and they allow men to use the girls' bathroom. But then for the true believers like Ben and Jerry's, where it actually is part of their, their um, business model, their business mission, you're going to have to force... Your ideology, your business model, I hate to call it a business model, but it is your religion, your business religion, all the way down the supply chain or all the way up the supply chain, all your vendors and all that, you get enough ideologues in there, like you're finding out with your wonderful migrant workers that you hired, that they're going to demand all sorts of things of your suppliers and vendors. And what you're going to find out is a lot of them can't operate a profit or they can provide it, but they're going to charge you up the yin yang and your business model is no longer profitable. It's, it's okay if like one supplier or the end retailer like Ben & Jerry's claims to be you know so magnanimous and holier than thou and better than other people because that's only one layer of cost. But if you're going to start demanding, oh, we have to have it outsourced from fair this and fair that and a living wage, da, 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 well, also in the scoop of Ben & Jerry's is going to go up to a point that people, no matter how much they want a virtue signal, they're not going to want to spend the money. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, I linked to this one over at Small Dead Animals because I thought it was just desserts. Here's what's just even more precious. It shows you how stupid the sheeple are. Who owns Ben & Jerry's? Go ahead, find out. Find out who owns Ben & Jerry's. I'm going to work on my laptop. You think about that for a bit. I'll be back here in a second. Having troubles with the laptop. You go ahead and think about it. Don't look it up. Don't cheat. It's still like the 80s, back in the 80s where you're like, hey, who was that guy that started that movie? And everyone, oh, because everyone communally forgets what movie it was. And then you spend the next two minutes, hey, no. And then someone gets it. Oh, we get it, Bernie's. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, we get it, Bernie's. I want you guys to do it that way. Try to get my computer started. Do, do, do. Ah, oh, it's fucked Here we are, Wikipedia. Ben & Jerry's Homemade Holdings Incorporated, trading and commonly known as Ben & Jerry's, is an American company that manufactures ice cream, frozen yogurt, and sorbet. It was founded in 1978 in Burlington, Vermont, and operates globally. Well, how did these small little, they operate globally? Well, we don't like big corporations. Maybe there is a as a subsidiary of the Anglo-Dutch conglomerate Unilever. It was bought out. Uh, what was it? Uh, April 2017 years ago. Ben and Jerry sold the company to Anglo Dutch multinational food giant Unilever. Unilever said it hopes to carry on the tradition of engaging in these critical global economic. And so, do you leftists know when a big corporation is lying to you? Apparently not, because you guys think you're actually making progress when Target lies to you, Hollywood lies to you, just so you guys give them more money because you think they're going green. All those, all those commercials on the Super Bowl, do you actually think those corporations mean it? All they're doing is playing into this huge religious uh, ideological infrastructure that your K-through-college indoctrinators programmed you with. And since you guys literally have nothing else in your lives but your politics, how else are they going to sell to you millennials? How are they going to sell you, you the half at least of the Gen X generation, who also are just like the millennials have nothing to point to or live in in life, except your fucking leftist politics. Oh yo, yeah yo, believe Unilever. Yeah, they they really care. Uh, although the founders' names are still attached to the product, they do not hold any board or management position, are not involved in the day to day management of the company. They got their money and fucking ran. What did they sell for? I gotta see. Let's see how big Unilever is. Unilever. Market cap. Seventy-two billion dollars. Seventy-two billion dollar company. Ben and Jerry sales price. Cause like, you know, Jerry and Ben, man, they'd never sell out to the system and the corporations, man. Well, how much did how much Judas money did they get? Oh, ending a four-month process, owns the Breyers Good Humor and Love, to be acquired by Unilever, the giant global firm that owns Briars and Humor Good Humor brands, for about three hundred twenty-six million dollars. Three hundred twenty-six million dollars. That's like uh, what is that? One seventy-five, one hundred seventy-five million a piece. Like they're totally down with the Oh wait, Slate has a Slate has an article. I bet you. And from 2000, Slate has an article. I bet. Yeah, the scoop on Ben and Jerry's sellout. Ah, look at this. Yeah, but everyone forgot it. Everyone forgot it. Everyone still thinks that Ben and Jerry's is like this legitimate business concern that's all leftist, touchy feely, hopey dopey. Two fucking hippies out over in Vermont. Oh yeah, man. Like, holy oh, yay, yeah, Cherry Garcia. <laughs> this beavis and butthead level of humor with their with their ice cream titles you all line up you all line up again you give unilever their money oh you sheep see now i might actually go and support ben and jerry's cuz like it'll go to a big corporation but unfortunately some of the parasites along the supply chain there these workers are going to get their money so you know what i'm just going to keep on buying Shit, the the main one out here is Sebastian Joe's. That's the best ice cream. And you know what? They've never lectured about, we pay our employees dirty, dirty, dirty. There's no no fucking moralizing or lecturing when you walk in like at a Chipotle where the first thing they shove in your face is, hey, 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 it's all organic. It's all organic. Sebastian Joe's, if you ever come to the Twin Cities, it's just basically an ice cream shop. And they don't tell you jack shit about how it's sourced. They just make damn good ice cream. You want to know why? Because they probably just think, hey, you know what? People want ice cream on a hot day, and that's all they fucking want. Oh, that's the news there. Do I got other news? Yeah, uh, let's do do the sponsors. Uh, Poor, I know I already talked about that. Asshole Consulting. You guys know the regular routine. You need help, contact me if you want. Just, you know the blunt third-party impassionate unemotional honest truth but then also we have the life improvement plan if you are a loser i'm starting to find out there's a lot of you like a genuine loser you're living at home you're overweight all you got some big major problem and you know you're a loser let's just face it you're going to continue to be a loser for the rest of your life until you're dead so i've come up with this plan it's called the life improvement plan at asshole consulting you pay me ten thousand dollars And then we set up five goals for you to achieve and accomplish. And for every goal you meet, I give you $1,000 back. So for $5,000, you could turn your life around. And then for $10,000, you could just make me $10,000 richer. And I'm rewarded for your laziness and stupidity. So if you're serious, you need a swift kick in the ass. You need a real incentive. How does like $10,000 sound? So if you're done, you're tired of being a loser, you really want to make concrete improvements, but you need some kind of incentive, namely financial, $1,000 a goal, contact the old captain at assholeconsulting.com. And if you have regular or normal questions, you need to contact the captain through, you know, Facebook, not Facebook, uh, email, YouTube, whatever, at assholeconsulting.com. Spread the good work. Share with whoever needs a swift kick in the ass. Like to advertise on the podcast, you can. It's $100 a month. 30,000 listeners weekly, you know, also there's three up on the blog where there's 32, 33,000 subscribers, and the blog, which gets, I don't know, about six to 700 readers a day, but you know, how many of those are regular, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in $100 a month because that's what I got to do to, it's my time to put everything up and put banner ads and run a spot for you and things like that. ElkinsCPA.com if you're looking for an accountant. Contact our friend Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. Then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. We have 405media.com. Listen to an entire podcast station. Not just one podcast, but there's a bunch of podcasts over at 405media.com. We have Obsidian Radio on YouTube. We have Financial Survival Network. Mentioned him before, Kerry Lutz. Canto Talk with our good friend Silvio Canto down in Dallas, Texas. And Escapee, S K P. A guy who escaped Castro's Cuba back in the 60s when he was 10. You can visit him at Contotalk on blogtalkradio.com. O'Shea Jackson, if you want just to laugh your ass off and see a completely different world, listen to O'Shea Jackson on YouTube. You can download his uh, videos there. Just listen to him, stream him live. BlowMeUpTom.com. Tom Likas' site. You can tune in to him every day. The Cynical Libertarian Society, warning, curse language, and and even I'd say some racial tones I don't agree with, but if you just want pure rage, tune in to the Cynical Libertarian Society, and Mitch Berg, uh, Uncle Mitch, over at 1280 AM The Patriot, tune in to Uncle Mitch. You can tune in to 1280 AM The Patriot online, and I'm not I'm not advertising 12, 1280 AM The Patriot, they don't pay me, I'm plugging Mitch Berg because I like Mitch Berg. Um he, he tolerates my shit rather well on the internet. So and you're kind of like, eh, I'm a pain in the ass. And he kind of deals with me. Uh, he does have a good book out called True Liberty. Spelled T-R-U-L-B-R-T. True Liberty. Academiccomposition.com. It's summertime, but Alex is always hiring and looking to gear up for the next school year. So if either you are going to be attending school and you need someone to write your papers for you because you just want to outsource it like all the smart corporations do, Go to AcademicComposition.com. If you also need resumes written, uh, you could try and do it yourself. I found out that to be a costly mistake. Uh, Or you could pay them $100 to do it, be one and done. Here's the resume. Boom, they're done. Professional resume, $100, taken care of at AcademicComposition.com. But if you're also looking to write or do marketing, whatever, it's up to you. Both jobs are incredibly boring. Contact Alex at AcademicComposition.com because he's always hiring. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. The pay ain't great. It's not bad either, but it ain't great. And it sucks. It sucks writing leftist indoctrinating slop to some fucking worthless piece of shit professor. It sucks. Especially when it's so simple and common sense. But yeah, you got to write 20 pages like, oh, shit. So don't do that. Have, have somebody else do it. Uh, but if you can write and if you can also market, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. And that's the main selling point of working for academiccomposition.com. Pay not that great. Job sucks. Alex, don't give a shit where you do it from. Just he doesn't care. So if you need some extra spending money, you know, consider this as a job. Academiccomposition.com. If you need an audio uh, guy, contact my audio guy Jim Fear. You can find him at fear 138blogspotcom He can do your voiceovers, voice acting. He can also read your books, which is the predominant. That's what's occurring. And he's got a backlog now. He's got a backlog. Uh, so contact him. And he'll put you on the schedule. If you want to follow the captain, visit him at gab.ai, minds.com, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that. Follow, like, subscribe, vote, all that other crap. Uh, But the key thing, I I know I'm going to be old school with this. Just, uh, like, share the good news. If, If you like something the old captain wrote, share it. Put it on your Facebook, something like that, and just tell people about the Clary Podcast. We have my two classes, the Analysis and Valuation of Stocks. And stocks, bonds, investing, oh my, those are two classes you can find online. Simply search the names, the analysis, evaluation of stocks, and the other one, stocks, bonds, investing, oh my, the first one is precisely that, the analysis, evaluation of stocks. The second one is a little bit more introductory, you know, what's a 401k, what's an IRA, that kind of thing. So if you know nothing, know nothing about retirement planning or the stock market, take that one um it's not i don't like it as much but i know it's more beneficial because that's where everybody is. the the analysis evaluation of stocks is more intellectual um but before you do any of that please go and buy the book poor richard's retirement that right there will put everything in ultimate context and even if you don't know what a 401k or ira is it it doesn't matter kind of that's the first lesson you got to get before you take my class and thank god it's a lot cheaper then those classes, the analysis, evaluation of stocks, the stocks, bond, investing, oh my, because I think they're around $100, maybe even $150. I thought I saw them for $80, but that was quite some time ago. Maybe they've jacked up the price. Uh, if you're also looking to invest, like you've done all your research, you know, oh yeah, I've done all this stuff, uh, You and you're ready to set up an IRA account, why don't you use the captain's betterment? affiliate program you could go to my site captaincapitalism.blogspot.com click on the betterment banner it's the exact same thing as the amazon thing it's just it takes you to betterment and if you sign up and do that and you're ready to go and then i make some money if you fund your account or not betterment is a robo-advisor if you don't know what that is i suggest you look it up i think i have the number one youtube video on what is a robo-advisor it's titled what the heck is a robo-advisor look that up if you don't know what it is Uh, whether or not today you would even use Betterment or Ready to Invest. Look it up anyway because that is the future, I believe, of investing in retirement planning. And then finally, my two books, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserve. These are the best of books, the best of the the blog. Uh, You don't have to sift through all the thousands of posts that I've done. I think I'm up to like 7,000 posts. You don't have to sift through all that. All you have to do is this is the best right there, and I categorize them based on topics, economics, girls, financial planning, philosophy, religion. Um, and they're very highly ranked, actually. I know you guys are like, ah, you know, he's not really that much of a salesman for it. He just uses it to back up his stuff. I understand. You know, I, I don't have that. Well, but people really like because it is my best writing, albeit it's not in one comprehensive work. It's just it's just posts. That's all it is. But people do seem to like those very much, uh, and that's about. Oh, and then we got some fan mail. I Got fan mail. You could send me fan mail. You can send me hate mail. I haven't got a lot of hate mail in a while. Uh, this is from Chris. Chris writes, "Sup, asshole. Longtime fan of yours. I consider you my third dad. Tom Likas is my longtime second. This is my first time ever contacting you. I want to give you a genuine thank you for all you do. Bought your book of Pat Economics a long time ago and consider it a holy grail." Looking forward to purchasing Reconnaissance Man soon. Me, 26 years old, no debt, no kids, no wife, minimalistic, non-consumer lifestyle. Was wondering if I could have a bumper sticker to put next to my vintage Tom Likas sticker on my toolbox. Hell yeah, I think I sent him one. If I didn't, I better put him on the list. Um, How old was this? What was it? Oh, uh, no, okay, so this is, I'll double check. Uh, yeah, don't don't worry, Chris. I'll, I'll double check and make sure that I got you on the list. I'm gonna be ordering a second order of bumper stickers because the first ones just sold out right away. Although now, like the bumper stickers have all been mailed. If you haven't gotten yours in the mail, don't worry, they're coming soon. And if you're overseas, I, I don't know what happens to them. I have no idea. I know they take weeks. Fucking O'Shea is still waiting to get his books. I mailed to him over a month ago in Poland, uh, so the Polish post office is horrible. But it just just be patient. And for those of you that said, "Hey, I would like one," it's gonna be a couple weeks. It's gonna be a couple weeks. Because I'm lazy. Um wonder if I can... Uh, thanks, Cappy, with much love. Oh, and P.S., I think it's time you switch and lie to take advantage of the sheep, like you've been saying in the previous videos. I think it's about time you get rewarded for the fruits of your labors because you're intelligent and deserve it. I think about it all the time myself. There's a big advantage to the sheep, like the saying goes. Ignorance is big business, I don't have any social media, so this is the first time in a while I've written to someone over the net like this. I sincerely appreciate all you do and love to see you become rich and succeed. I don't even know, I'm okay not being rich. I really, I, mean, I don't want to be poor ever again. Hell no. But I'm okay. Uh, being rich, is, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like to be rich, like, boy, that takes a lot of work. It gets back to why I don't run for governor of Minnesota. It'd be fun as hell. I think I'd have a grand old time doing it. I'd scare the living piss out of the left. I'd steal their entire black male and Hispanic male vote, and um, the Republicans might actually see a pair of balls. I'd 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 allow the Republicans, the Minnesota Republicans, <clears throat> I'd allow them to touch my balls, so they would know what ones look and feel like, you know, because most of the Republicans in Minnesota are these swipple pansy ass white pussies who don't. Oh, oh, it's not that Minnesota nice. It's not that Minnesota nice. And I'd say, hey, hey, Sven, come here. Yeah, take take a good feel. Oh, those are balls. I know you don't. No, no, you got a little mustard seed. Yeah, those two little mustard seed. Oh, look, there's a pube. There's one pube coming out of your nutsack, Sven. Oh, that's more than most Republican males have in Minnesota. And then we could talk about my balls. I do seminars about having balls. What it's like to have balls. The art of having balls. And then all the Republican males in Minnesota could take notes about what it's like to have a set of balls. And and they would never actually grow balls because it's too late for them. But they maybe could fake it. They, they'd have a good academic or theoretical understanding of it. And thank God they wear pants because no one really, know, well, they know whether or not you got balls. But they, they could maybe fake it and like maybe hit the gym and take testosterone replacement therapy. And then they could they could rehearse they're one-liners to get back at the Democrats, you know, and and then maybe they could put up, they could fake having a front. But frankly, all it would be is it would be the entire Republican community of Minnesota being fascinated with my nutsack. They would be like, oh my God. Then women would start wondering and second-guessing the Republican husbands. He's a good accountant at Cargill, but he doesn't have balls. And then they would uh, uh, it be problems? I'd have to bang a lot of your wives guys, because you don't have balls. And people say, "Oh, Aaron Clary, gubernatorial candidate for Minnesota's governorship for 2018, was caught flaundering about with two dozen Republican notable uh, established Republican uh, Republicans wives. This I' like, yeah, I fucked every one of them, and they loved it. I'm still fucking 19 of the 20 because I got balls. Have you seen my balls? Would you like to gaze at them again? And then I just turn it right back. i like, yeah, that's exactly... See, the Republicans still didn't learn anything from Trump. You just need an unapologetic asshole to go in there, which would make it so fun. But then the problem, again, I thought I'd said this before, the problem is I'd probably fucking win. And then I'd be like, shit, I got a real job. I got to wake up. And that's that's not where, I don't care what money they pay me. It's not worth it waking up. It's like the presidency. We talked a couple episodes back. Like when you become president, you can never drive again. Hell no. Hell no. It's not worth the 400000 a year. And it sure the fuck hell ain't worth all that work. I will gladly take my time over money. Look up the Steve Jobs is dead principle. That's a key principle I live by. Oh, Republican women. A life without balls. They do need... I'm, I'm sorry, I gotta get They just need to be fucked. I wish you guys would come into Minnesota and sit at a Republican Party meeting in Minnesota and just look at these spineless, sackless nuts. These guys are just... They're pussies. They're just pussies. And you kind of look at them and like, uh, any hustle, any game... Because I remember this. Me and DT and the man, like DT, uh, he made some purposed inroads into the Republican Party in his area, his BPOU. He had me come in and speak to him and it was the biggest waste of time because you could just see no testosterone. None. Not not a dick among all of them. And you know, Nice guys, don't get me wrong, but hey, you know what? CPAs aren't going to charge the fucking hill. You know, pediatricians that are really good with kids, you know, I'm a doctor, and I oh, I really care about the few I'm sure you do, Oli. But, you know, there's some pretty aggressive, mean people down south in St. Paul. And they're a little bit meaner than you. They got a little bit more teeth. A little bit more passion. I know, as per our previous discussion, you know, you're at the, the country club with Thaddeus and Chip and Tab and Taz the fourth and oh my gosh could you see what those democrats said <sighs> Thank god that's happening in california winston howell the third faggoty fucks you guys are and i've i have so we went to that meeting and we're just looking at each other and we're like this is this is the battleship this is, this is the fleet. This is the USS Republican that's going to go take on the USS D- DFL Democrats in, the, in Minnesota. Paint this thing pink. I don't mean because of gay. I just paint it pink because they're pussies. And I've tried offering my side heads. I'm like, hey, you guys didn't. No, they don't want to. No. So Minnesota will continue to be a blue state. And I would say blue like your balls, but you guys don't even have balls to get blue when your wives don't fuck you. I and I wish I was just being mean, but I actually have that much of a disdain for the Republican men in Minnesota. Um, where'd we go? Uh, the day you make it big, you'll be set. Being as financially astute as you, are. I've already—it's not making it big. Okay, look, look, okay, let's let's cut you off here. You, you don't want to make it big. Big then you got you gotta deal with being a public figure and notoriety and people following you and paparazzi um, I, it just the trick look, I can't make you all rich, but I can make you all minimalists, which is almost just as good. once you realize you don't need a range rover or a boat or a fucking country club membership you, then you you're just as rich if not better off than a rich person. Because a rich person always obsesses and worries about money. If you don't have that much money, or you don't need that much money, or maybe you don't worry about money because you know you don't need that much, it's just a much better life. And it's not because, oh, you couldn't hack it, you couldn't make it. Oh, I make my six figs. I am a six figs. I make my six figs, dude, bro, man. I'm a Carlson School graduate with my MBA, man. I went, I went to St. Tommy. I'm going Tommy. St. Tommy. I went, I went to the academy. Like, dad, my dad works your cargill. Like, yeah, man, you just you just couldn't hack it, man. You can't you can't be on like Lake Wazaze, like like, uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, right. You go buy your bloats and ignore the 3F rule. You go marry your trophy wife soccer mom out there. Yeah, you go have fun with that. And, hey, nice lease in that Range Rover that you don't own and the bank does, but you're gonna try and fool everybody otherwise. Fuck that life, man. Fuck that life. You don't want that. All right, anyway, uh, vote, comment, subscribe, like, share. Check your nuts, men, for testicular cancer. Easiest curable cancer for men out there. Ladies, get your breasts checked. Uh, and as much as many of your boyfriends like to say they're good at checking for mammograms or they're good mammogram givers, have the pros do it. Have the pros do it. I Just a just little bit. I'm no doctor, but hey, I, I, I'm pretty sure you want a pro to, to give you the mammogram. And that's it. All right, we'll see you kids later. Claire's gonna go and run on this beautiful uh, beautiful day. Toodles.